and welcome to Do The Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we're issuing a challenge. Each week, you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactamundo, we're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof media, media production. production. Um, how are you? How are you, Jarvis? You're you're um, almost graduated. You got like one class left. That's wild. Yeah, I have two more classes, and I would have been fully graduated. I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I took this week to really chill and relax, and I've had a pretty good time so far. I'm really really glad. Um, I've had some some fun uh personal stuff going on that is nice. not for for pod for this podcast maybe maybe i'll release in 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 alexandra tells all tell all um in my tell all podcast which is called alexandra's tell all and i'll tell all of it and um i will get banned from all the podcasting platforms because um it would just be too real too real for some for some people for some listeners you know so um that's that's my current plan now as of today. Thank you. Now you know. That's, <laughs> this is part of the tell-all. I told some. Okay, nice. that's, that's only, my only little some. intro. That's enough for a like trailer, for a, mm-hmm. for a, for exactly. a tell-all. Yeah, exactly. I need to make just some little gifs of me saying that, put it on TikTok, be famous. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, okay, uh let's just jump into it what's the story we're reading this week and what were the words that we had this week but yeah so the story we will be reading uh this week is by matt said words with vex tax mm-hmm. and what were the words that we had this week yeah the words for this week were vexed refrain homemade and broad okay i'll just start reading so this is vex tax by matt said words the refrain began as it always did with a memory of days long past, but well-remembered. A feeling surfaced, and with it, images. One. A breeze fluttered across the grass's expanse, cooling his skinny legs. Two. An old stone well protruded from the earth. Three. A voice drifted to him, its origin unclear. Four, help. Five, oh my god, hold on, I'll get you out of there. Six, he found an old rope by the well, frayed. Seven, lowering the rope, he instructed them to tie it around their waist. Eight, he pulled, they were too heavy. Nine, no, no, hold on, I'll get help. Ten, he returned. Eleven, he was too late. Twelve, he shouted, resting the barbell across his broad shoulders on the rack behind him, metal clanging against metal. The girl had weighed just ninety pounds. Looking behind, he sees he has listed three hundred. I was too weak, he says. Never again. 
All right, all right, nice, nice. Yeah, I really like this this story, and um, I love the usage of these words to sort of break up this story when we get this strong sense of like worry and uh, tension throughout as as this as his main character is trying to find the, this rope and trying to get this 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 other person out of the well. Uh, and I really do like the change at the very end as to it switching from that moment to possibly years a year years later mm-hmm. sort of showing us how that moment has effect has affected this this main character so deeply so yeah i think that this is just a really a really well constructed story mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting um it definitely absolutely is taking our month theme of brevity really to um exactly where it, it should um where uh matt's edwards is clearly practicing uh keeping it concise keeping it spare uh but carrying across a lot of emotion in that um i really like the structure in this you know with the numbers um as we sort of try to figure out exactly what is going on here and i think we're only starting to get clued in right at the end as the like spelling of the numbers changes a little bit we go from just like the numbers being stated to exclamation points and then the words being stretched out with eight and nine. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, when we have that little reveal that this is lifting weights and our main character reflecting on their motivation, basically, um, that uh, it all just clicks. Um, and I thought that was really well done. Yeah, definitely. And and I enjoy that shift, you know, Um yeah, I think that that was definitely really, really, really well, uh, well done. I um, love how we don't really get too much uh, sensory de- uh, details or description about the actual event itself, but we do come to understand the emotional damage that mm-hmm. that event has caused. Yeah, I, I like that there's just a couple of these details that sort of paint the entire picture for us, right? Mm-hmm. Breeze fluttered across the grass's expanse, cooling his skinny legs. So one that sets up that this character is skinny, right? Um, old stone well protruding from the earth, which is evocative of a couple other things, just like the protruding nature of it. It feels very, yeah, old. Um, the voice drifting to him. And then, of course, that little, I don't know, the pop of the of the dialogue of help suddenly sort of bringing us into an action scene bringing another character in and suddenly you know there's clearly some sort of issue here with the yeah next sentence of oh my god hold on i'll get you out of there escalating things even further right um and sort of telling us who the the character is um and yeah i just really like how this problem is presented you know there's this rope um and they try to use it but it doesn't work and then they're they're too late um i don't know how they died but i guess it's not really important um maybe they just drowned from like having to swim in place too long or something what do you think mm-hmm. oh like, i think well, what it, was the aspect of the situation that was just yeah oh yeah i mean i've the, i've seen a couple of I've scenes similar to this like within film and tv so what i immediately assumed was that this girl fell fell down the well and she was probably much, much younger on the on the younger side. And yeah, I think it's that treading of water is mm-hmm. why there was such a strict time limit on how, how quickly he had to help her. And mm-hmm. then even when he did get get the rope down, it was an issue of him being strong enough to actually help her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's 
the I think that's the scene that is affecting this the, uh, this main character so much. Girl, girl falling down down well, and him being powerless to actually help help her. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. But I do enjoy how it isn't one hundred percent vivid of what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was an injury or something too. Um, like she could have been bleeding, and that the time just ended up being too long. Um, on a different level, it's interesting. So clearly, this event has like caused our main character to believe that he's been too weak, and you know, had this trauma sort of motivate him to become stronger. Um, you know, it's interesting, maybe considering like what else might have motivated you know in his life. I'm sure he's not just working out. Like that's like the one thing that the trauma has been motivating him to do. I'm sure he's also like you know try, maybe trying to put himself in situations where he can save more people, right? To try to make up for that, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just kind of imagining a lot of this character just from this little bit that we've read of him. Yeah, yeah, sort of speculating about his the the, the rest of his his life um, mm-hmm. in the face of this really eventful moment. So yeah, I I really liked it through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, message where sort of reflects on it, saying it struck them how powerful words. Uh, can be when used sparingly and mm-hmm. amaze them how much can be gleaned from single sentences or a single word. When they rewrite what they wrote, the word help had an impact that wasn't at all, that they weren't at all expecting, which I, yeah, I completely agree. And I can absolutely see that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the writing process was, whether, you know, they wrote this exactly how it is now, you know, going all the way through, or if they went back and edited things, but um, yeah, these like simple sentences just, um, as well with the it, one thing that the numbers do um, that's really good is just like pace it out you know with the sentence variation because we mm-hmm. have a lot of these sentences are actually pretty similar right of an old stone well protruded from the earth um, he found an old rope by the well frayed he pulled they were too heavy like these very short sort of just statements but the fact that in between those we have these single word numbers um even though those sentences are kind of similar in length and structure, they're, yeah, they're paced out by these single breaks. And that said, they aren't all of those single, simple sentences. Some of them have more complex clauses, like lowering the rope, he instructed them to tie it around their waist. Regardless, my point is that um, even though it's like simple all the way through, it definitely keeps a strong sense of um, that uh, sentence variation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that keeps it, it interesting it, to read. Mm-hmm. And it's due to that to that brevity, right? It's due to the uh, sparing usage of of these of these world words that a great flow is able to be established here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the rest of this uh, of the listener submitted stories. Sure. Sure. All right. So uh, our first story we will be talking about this week is by Ace of Sword with closing in. Mm-hmm. We have our character here, Samuel, aka um black jet uh who's hovering um and clearly has some sort of superpowers that involve like pushing things away um it's interesting sort of we as we get a sense of how those powers work uh but you see someone uh suspiciously running across the rooftops and he attacks them and then this person who (laughs) uses uh, a cane and is has some sort of like um precognition or otherwise just like knows exactly what to do um is able to fend off their attacks and continue sort of running. And we get sort of a picture of this maybe complex, um, multiple, you know, antagonist situation that Black Jet might be running into. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I really do like the sort of building within this uh, section. Um, how we are focusing on this caned man who's surprisingly agile, um, mixed with just this this really nice dialogue back and forth between them that's telling us a lot about both of their moral standings. Uh, I I remember there was this one part about killing by uh, bystanders that I really really liked. Um, and yeah, overall, I just really like where the story is, is building to. I think that this is, is a nice addition. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing when the status quo is disrupted within mm-hmm. the story. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the next story we're talking about? Yep. So up next is by Flower Priest uh, with an untitled story. Yeah, yes. it's a untitled eraser poem. So what they mentioned is that they... Um, yeah, an eraser poem is when you take a random page from a book and black out all the words except the ones you want to use in the poem, which are very artsy, really like those. Um, I especially like how um, sometimes, you know, you take a particular work and then using this blackout method, you change the meaning of that work and just like the source of those words sort of adds to the meaning as to that context. You know, if you take a page in the Bible and then you <laughs> use blackout poetry that way, um, you know, that has a very different meaning than if you were to take it out of like a children's book or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they took it from Harrow the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. I'm not really sure what the connotations of that are, but I, I would be interested in finding out. I'm just going to read the poem because it's quite short. Um, okay. So it says, clear, ridiculous blade, return better blood. Privilege live to the art of swordplay. Waste sato concealed. Lady neatly blessed, far from home, faint stalwart, dauntless refrain, still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like the feelings that are being evoked here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really love the um, evocative diction here um, especially mm-hmm. since it's a eraser poem i really love how how flower priest decided to con- construct this mm-hmm. we get a, a lot of visceral language within this blade blood sword sword play con uh conceal um that is sort of painting this very dire moment right mm-hmm. uh but there's also this other aspect of delicateness this this other aspect of of bla- of blessing of mm-hmm. um living right so mm-hmm. there's just so many different 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 aspects to this piece and i just really really liked it overall i mean it's short but it's very it's very to the point and it allows mm-hmm. you to focus a lot more on the diction and the syntax than it than this piece as a general piece of art so really mm-hmm. really great job yeah, I'm. I might read this a couple more times and sort of reflect upon the feelings that it's giving me. But mm-hmm. talking about the eraser poem aspect, um, I think that's super interesting. There's, um, you know, uh, constraints breed creativity, right? Um, I'm sure we're all very aware of that in, in this community, right? Um, and there's something about how you know flower priest is using these like preset words to create this meaning that I think is really interesting. Like, I don't know if I. Yeah, I, I don't know how easily the term like clear ridiculous blade would come to someone's mind um but the fact that like those were the words that they had um so that's what did come to their mind i think is a important aspect to note um and how those restraints yeah bred these were choices that they might not have had otherwise mm-hmm. um exactly. but okay who is the last story we're talking about 
Yep. So our last story for this week is by Walker by Faith with an untitled story. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a also very um, brief piece, uh, sort of reflecting on um, this one character's sort of love for this untitled woman who refuses to name herself, refuses to name her song um, that she sings pretty often. I'm not really sure what the like literal meaning of this woman is like if this is literally someone that would sing or if the singing is a metaphor but i find it interesting and but at some point she leaves after a character has fallen in love with her and um the pain that he feels afterward is its own haunting melody sort of remembering her Hmm. yeah yeah uh throughout this piece i really loved how much this main character was vexed by this woman um, there's, there's even a, a, a moment where the main character goes to sort of, um, talk about how, how wide the, like, the, like, woman's eyes are and how she might not be conventionally uh, attractive, but something about her song just really draws him and it draws mm-hmm. him more than seems like anything else, um, to where he thrives to just listen to that song, uh, again. And I think that that's just a this is just a really well con- constructed piece that is very sentimental. We can tell that there's a sort of sense of budding love love there that's sort of facilitated by this song that mm-hmm. this main character hears. So yeah, it's just a really well constructed piece. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, that is all we have for these stories this week. Um, if you want to be like all these wonderful writers, where would people go to submit their stories, Jarvis? Uh, yeah. So to submit your story, all you have to do is go on Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. That's right. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best way to do that would be follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast. Um, and you can also send us an email at RightThingCast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, exactly exactly and if you want to make sure that you see all of our announcements whether it's words whether it's uh switching ups in the uh schedule you just have to follow us on twitter which is at, at right um mm-hmm. as well yeah. consider joining the discord at doofmedia.com slash discord where um we just talk about writing and stuff i haven't been very active on there recently i've just been very um out of sorts with personal life stuff mm-hmm. but i'm hoping to dive back in with i mean i see a lot of the writers here respond like really great um you know reflections on their own writing and it always delights me to read those so i'm excited mm-hmm. for those um there's always so much going on at doof media i'm diving back into pale after dropping off for just a couple weeks and i'm very excited to listen to pale reflections and get caught up with that um but okay jarvis let's find out what the words are for next week yes so the words for next week are stumble portrait youth and delay oh wonderful so stumble which is to sort of uh fall as you're walking usually Mm -hmm. i think you catch yourself generally um but it's you know you trip over something and you're sort of out of balance and may fall and obviously also works really well for metaphors in that sort of sense you know um Someone might be, you know, doing really well at telling a speech, but they might stumble and start stuttering mm-hmm. or forget their lines or something like that. Um, what's the next one? Uh, a, por- a portrait. Portrait, which is the um, the sort of image of someone's like head and shoulders generally, or at least the, just their face. Um, also, you can say portrait versus landscape. So portrait mm-hmm. is standing up, landscape is long ways. I remember being in class in like fifth grade 
and the teacher saying, okay, time to fold it uh, landscape style. And we were all like, what? What what do you what what does landscape mean? And she was like, You should all know now hamburger versus hot dog. You should know what those mean in portrait versus landscape. And we were like, Well, I, we, we weren't we weren't taught it though. So how are we supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's fine that we can you need us to use different terms, but you gotta tell us first, lady. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I felt very shamed that day. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, that that was a sign that you needed to, to grow up, mm-hmm. I guess. You, yeah, you can no longer absolutely. just be hamburger and hot dog. I guess so. Uh so landscape is long ways and portrait is vertical mm-hmm. when it comes to um you know the orientation of a of a picture. Typically, I think mostly just for phones and cameras. Mm-hmm. But regardless. Um what else? And I think some is- Oh. Mm-hmm. Or, or just someone can like draw a portrait of someone and that can also be metaphorical I, you know i can draw a portrait of jarvis as, and describe what he's like you know mm-hmm. um and other things like that next one is uh next one is youth which is just the opposite of young typically or of those, old you mean or or old yes ah another word for youth is young but youth is the opposite yes. of old yes typically this th- this is the teen demographic mm-hmm. teen and a younger but also some in their 20s might say mm-hmm. that they are youthful yeah it's yeah it's interesting how um the age range that that term is uh referring to has you know changed by culture and time period and stuff mm-hmm. um you know a youth i think nowadays is <laughs> referring to someone much younger than it was in the olden days which i think would be like older teens or something or just like young adults essentially yeah um because yeah. people are growing up faster it seems yeah something like that mm-hmm. um what is the last word delay uh delay which is to make something wait mm-hmm. um or you could say um the action of laying something down is delay of something down down i think mm. that's french yeah right? it's like the delaying uh-huh of yeah. something of something for sure delay it down oh uh, what was the first word again stumble stumble okay let me just get that all down all right jarvis give me your your six second story you got six, six seconds six six second story once Five. I stumbled down a hill, I was youthful. Six. And my friends took a Four. portrait photo of me. Three. Um, and I had to delay Eight. them sending the text to me because my phone Nine. doesn't work. Eight. Oh, wow. Good job. That was really good. Thank you. Eight seconds. Appreciate Close it. enough. Eight seconds. Yeah. Eight seconds. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me your 10 second story? My 10 second story. Um, so I'll I'll get into it without delay. And as I tell the story, I'm not going to stumble. Um, and I will uh, use my uh, my my youthful my smart brain, which is so young, and is the portrait of of a good of a creative, and and then I'll tell my story, which I it was this it was it was meta. I told a meta story. It's wow. over. I did it. Okay. Yeah, that you're was welcome. Less than, than ten seconds. That was actually wow. pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Anytime, baby. Yeah, you definitely did the right thing i did the right thing and i told a story thank you so much uh that's all we have folks uh come see us on the late show this is this has Mm -hmm. been jimmy fallon seth Seth myers i'm seth rogan how can i help you (laughs) how can i help you i'm gonna stop